A judge declares the death of Bo Baker a suicide, even though he was shot and killed by police. Former Premier of British Columbia John Horgan jumps into the arms of the coal industry. More information about the identities of the people whose bodies were found at the banks of the St. Lawrence near Aquasasne. And a mudslide in Ecuador has killed at least 27 people. Good morning. It's Monday, April 3rd. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. First, we start with a disturbing story from Waterloo, Ontario. On April 2nd, 2015, Bo Baker was holding a knife and threatening to stab emergency responders and random people. Someone called 911 about the scene. The call so concerned, quote unquote, a responding police officer named Eric Boynton that he said he had an ambulance put on standby in case anybody got hurt. When he arrived on the scene, Boynton claims that he asked what Baker had in his hand and Baker said, quote, a really sharp knife, unquote, and made stabbing motions. Naturally, Boynton shot and killed Baker, who was standing outside of his apartment. Boynton said he feared for his life as Baker came towards him. The SIU cleared him of wrongdoing later that year. Now, none of this story is all that different than the many other similar ones that we've been hearing about recently or have heard about over the years. Someone's in mental distress, police show up and they shoot him because they're worried that that person is going to attack police. But what's very shocking and concerning about this situation is this. The case was the subject of an inquiry that wrapped up last week. And despite the fact that Baker did not kill himself, the judge declared that Bo Baker, who was shot and killed by a police officer, actually died by suicide. The article from CTV News by Heather Sonoran says that this was the first time Baker's family actually heard what happened that night. That's right, the first time in eight years since Baker was killed. The family is quote-unquote deeply concerned that the judge declared Baker being shot and killed by police as a suicide. Baker's mother, Jackie Baker, said this in a statement, quote, We are deeply concerned by the message that the jury's verdict of suicide sends to other people experiencing crisis and interacting with police, unquote. She continued to say that some of the other recommendations from the inquiry were welcomed, as they may have set Baker's life on a different path had he had access to some different services. I think we should be extremely concerned by this decision that formally recognizes the copaganda called suicide by cop. Unless someone actually commits suicide, it isn't a suicide. And any justification for a police officer playing judge, jury and executioner should be widely condemned and loudly opposed. And thanks to the listener who sent me that, because I think I probably would have missed it otherwise. Next to British Columbia, where former Premier John Horgan has announced that he's honoring his legacy as Premier by joining Elk Valley Resources. The Vancouver Sun's Joanne Lee Young reports that Elk Valley Resources is in the process of becoming its own entity from Tech Resources. Its focus, not elk preservation or even elk appreciation, but elk obliteration. They are a coal company. But as many NDP hacks reminded everyone on Saturday when they realized that this was not an April Fool's joke, it's coal to make steel, not coal to force like children to mine it or coal to destroy the planet. Special and necessary coal. Here is how Horgan defended himself. 
quote, there's a difference between coal used to make electricity and coal used for metallurgy. While there are better ways to generate electricity, there are not yet better ways to make steel. Horgan said he will be making sure the company is meeting its obligations to workers, First Nations, to the environment and to shareholders, unquote. He said this to the Globe and Mail. Nice that he slipped in shareholders at the same breath as workers, First Nations and the environment. Shout out to Daniel J. Pierce, who on Twitter reminded everyone that Tech Resources was the number one donor to the Liberal Party in British Columbia, having given $1.5 million since 2008. They gave the NDP $60,000 in the same period. Back in 2021, the Narwhal's Ainsley Cruikshank reported that Tech Coal Limited was fined with the largest ever amount given out under a Fisheries Act offense, $60 million. The fine was for polluting waterways in Elk Valley. While I couldn't find any information about Tech Resources board member compensation, I did find that since 2020, Tech's annual revenue increased by 84%. They made a record $9.6 billion in profit in 2022. I wonder how much of that was thanks to a friendly premier in Victoria. Next to national news, more information is coming out about the eight people who perished on the St. Lawrence last week. They were crossing from Canada to the United States. Among the dead were two young children, both who had Canadian passports. Indian police have identified three of the four Indian nationals who perished. Vidaben Pravanumar Chowdhury, Pravanbai Vejihai Chowdhury, and Mitkumar Pravanbai Chowdhury. They are from Gujarat, the same state where a family who died trying to cross the border in 2022 were from. The four other victims were Romanian nationals, Florin Yordash and Christina Monalisa Zaneda Yordash. Florin had two Canadian passports with him when he died. They were for his children, a two-year-old and an infant. CBC News's Sabrina Jonas is reporting that Florin Yordash had an asylum application to Canada refused and was slated for deportation. He was waiting for a decision on whether or not he could have had a judicial review for the denial of his pre-removal risk assessment request. The family was planning to meet other family who live in Orlando. The Yordash family has submitted photos of Florin and his two children to CBC, and CBC has published them, one with Florin and the children beside a large mouse mascot, and one with two children in front of a Christmas tree. CBC blurred out the children's faces, and I wonder why... Uh, Maybe it was a request of the family, though if the family was sharing the photos, I kind of suspect not. And so I then wonder, would there be more sympathy for this family and would there be more outrage for the way that borders kill if we actually saw the faces of the two Canadian citizens we condemned to freeze to death in the St. Lawrence because of our harsh and inhumane and deadly border? Now to international news. This morning, a mudslide in Ecuador has killed 27 people and another 67 are missing as of this weekend, reports Agence France Presse. It happened in the town of Alossi in the south of the country. The slide was triggered when a giant section of mountain became detached and it happened at the end of March. This part of Ecuador has been in quote unquote yellow alert since February because of hard rainfalls. It's caused massive flooding, and the country has declared a state of emergency in 13 of the country's 24 provinces. 
That's it for this morning. It is Monday, April 3rd. Can you believe it's already April? I know, I know all of the projects that you have coming due in the next month just became more real. Me too. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow.